Hello, and welcome to the Conscious Hoofbeat Podcast. This is a podcast that explores the interconnectedness of our health and the health of our horses through self-care, mindfulness, and personal development, along with a little equine wisdom and wellness. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Maynard, the passion-driven equinologist. I have dedicated my life to the horse. Some call me a fanatic, and I claim it because I'd rather be dead than horseless. I'm a published author and researcher, equine body worker, energy facilitator, and I am passionate about deepening the human horse experience. Join me here every Monday where I share my spiritual journey with horses, woo-woo horse care practices, and shared lived experiences from horsewomen around the world. Today, I want to talk to you about something that has been very present for me lately. Recently, I am seeing a lot of podcasts, blogs, articles, videos, and emails around loneliness. Many say it is a result of the pandemic's forced isolation. Some are even referring to it as the loneliness pandemic. Yes, studies have shown a decrease in mental health over the past year, However, in a culture that is absorbed with the go-go-go lifestyle, prior to the pandemic, we weren't necessarily healthy then either. Over 70% of the population is overweight, and of that 70%, over 40% are considered obese, and we all know the increased health risks of being overweight. The CDC stats say that It includes type 2 diabetes, stroke, high blood pressure, and yes, even death. On the flip side, I cannot argue that we as humans are social animals. And as a social species, we are neurobiologically wired to be with each other. When we are not allowed to be with each other, it disrupts our nervous system. Just like a horse freaks out when he or she is isolated from the herd. As a result of our forced isolation, many are experiencing increased anxiety and depression. When we are not allowed to be a part of something, we feel lack and deprivation. But even though we are experiencing this pandemic of loneliness, many feel they don't belong anywhere. And in the absence of belonging, there is always suffering. I know for me personally, I have experienced some suffering around belonging in my life, but never around loneliness. I wonder if people take the time to contemplate the difference between being alone and being lonely. I also wonder if people don't feel they belong then where do they go to not feel lonely anymore? Research professor Brene Brown spent a year examining what people who have a strong sense of true belonging have in common. Brown's research showed that the validity to the idea of belonging actually turned out to be an ideological bunker. Her research found that we aren't really deeply connected to each other. We just hate the same people. 
This commonality doesn't mean squat when it comes to belonging because it doesn't mean that you can count on those people when you really truly need something. This commonality does not mean that you will show up for me when I need someone to be there for me. It's not a real connection. It's not a super meaningful, deep connection. And that is why we continue to feel lonely. And loneliness is serious stuff. Professor John Cachopo studied the effects and causes of loneliness for over 20 years, and he discovered just how primal loneliness is for a species. When we are hungry, our body says, you are in danger if you don't eat. Thirst means you are in actual physical danger if you don't hydrate. Pain says there is tissue damage somewhere and that you need to heal. And loneliness says you need social connection or you are in trouble. His research suggested that not lonely is like not thirsty or not in pain and part of a quote-unquote normal state. Health and well-being requires us to be satisfied and secure in our bonds with other people. The condition of not being lonely is called social connection. Science considers loneliness a social pain. Functional and magnetic resonance imaging actually shows us that the emotional region of the brain that is activated when we experience rejection or social isolation is in fact the same region of the brain that registers emotional responses to physical pain. That's fascinating, right? Also, loneliness is a greater predictor of an early death than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Therefore, loneliness kills. It is a huge predictor of mental health, physical health, and early death issues. And yet, we are more disconnected than we have ever been, and not just because of the pandemic. We are lonely in a technologically connected world. And as a result, I believe we are depressed and we choose to numb out on social media, Netflix, pharmaceuticals, junk food, etc. Instead of doing the inner work that allows us to walk through the pain of isolation and come out the other side so that we can have better connection and better relationships. But here's the deal. Loneliness is a subjective experience. When I reached out to several of my horsey friends over the past year, most of them told me not much changed in their lives because they continued to ride and had their life with horses. None of that had changed. Us horse lovers could still be outside and ride together. Not only were we able to continue our social connections at the barn, we still had connection with our horses. 
Spiritual teacher and author Eckhart Tolle speaks about learning to be with yourself and at ease with yourself, and that loneliness can be a great thing when it is transformed into acceptance. The acceptance of solitude arises when you accept aloneness and become completely present. On the deepest soul level, he teaches that we don't need others because our true selves are complete and whole alone. Although the human part of us craves that socialization and the being part of us is the essence that accepts the aloneness. We have to be okay with being alone with ourself before we can be okay with someone else. He teaches that it all comes back to the present moment. The only place we can find what we are seeking is within ourselves in the present moment. And in that present moment, it doesn't matter where you are or who you are with. So, what does this have to do with horses, you ask? Well, we know that horses bring us into the present moment. And I believe horses save us on so many levels. Horses have the power to make sorrow beautiful and make loneliness a shared lived experience. Horses have the ability to transform despair into hope. They help give our pain and our most gut-wrenching emotions validity and acceptance that is recognized and shared on our soul level. The magic of horses is the ability to absorb our pain and deliver us from it. I never feel alone when I am with the horses because that's where I belong. Talking about loneliness has brought us full circle back to the subject of belonging. And belonging is not something I have ever had to negotiate with my horses. But it is something I have to earn to belong to the herd. And as a result, it is something that I cherish and carry in my heart. I find the highest level of belonging in the herd as sacred and something bigger than myself. This is the essence of being with horses. Of course, the human part of me longs to be a part of a like-minded, hearted, and spirited community of horse enthusiasts, but I still have to stand alone. The choice of trying to fit in over the choice of belonging to myself is far more painful than being alone with my horses. It seems like every poet, theologian, and writer talk about navigating the wilderness as the lone journey. But I don't have to navigate the horse. I become the horse. I am the horse. The horse gives me strength to stand on my own. I find joy, inner peace, and the truth of what's between us. The interconnectedness of our unspoken souls and exchange of energy. As a social species, I need horses, nature, I need others, 
And as a crazy cat lady, too, I also need my cats. They allow me to find the humanity in myself and in others. That is relationship. That is connection. And that is horse as teacher. I'm never lonely with my animals. Maybe I am alone, but I feel alive and accepted when I am with my horses. I believe this is because I embody my practice with horses. I revere their time and space when I am in their presence. When you truly embody something that is at the core of your inner being, that is when real acceptance can begin. When we have a daily practice of embodiment that we show up to every single day, there exists a stage of growth. And in this growth, we're confronted by unprocessed grief, unresolved pain, lingering judgments, orbiting desperation, and an insatiable hunger that has kept our conditioning active and intact. This stage is referred to as loneliness. We experience the deep inner cry of existential separation from source that begs to know its true nature as the one eternal light of all. While it can be daunting to feel and overwhelming to process, loneliness acts as an unsuspecting opportunity to step across the threshold of our most self-defeating patterns. As we enter a new domain of rebirth, inspiration, clarity, strength, and joy. And from this space, we are fueled by our own light and able to engage in the intimacy of heart-centered relationships without giving our power away or needing life to always be one way versus another. This is the heart and soul of true liberation from loneliness. And liberation from loneliness is a work in progress, and it is challenging, and it takes courage. It takes courage for me to stand alone in my truth, It took courage for me to choose the path of relationship-based training with my horses. It takes courage to stand alone and share my message when I know I will be judged and criticized even by my own horse friends. But the reason why horses are so important to my health and my wholeness and my life is because they give me the confidence to stand alone and to find the beauty and value in the message I am called to share with the world. So, I challenge you to stop walking and wandering around through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong and that you're lonely and start looking toward your horse's wisdom that tells you you are enough and you are not alone. And until next time, embrace your inner horse crazy and more importantly, enjoy your horse. Mm -hmm.
Dr. Pamela here again. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy horse life to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast, then I invite you to enter the Conscious Hoofbeat arena of mind, body, and spirit. Let's mount up and head on down the path of embodiment, self-awareness, inner health, and the health of our horses. If you want a more meaningful relationship with your horse and desire more depth in your life with horses, it starts within yourself. So I encourage you to check out our Patreon membership options at patreon.com slash consciouswhoofbeat. As a patron of Conscious Hoofbeat, you will have access to unpublished deep dive episodes, woo-woo horse care tips, connection calls, along with behind-the-scenes content from the Riding After 40 project. I thank you again for listening and look forward to connecting with you as we embrace our inner horse crazy journey together. Until next time, I challenge you to stand in your crazy truth and more importantly, enjoy your horse.